so thanks so much for joining me today. Today we're going to be talking about what God looks like. Let's acknowledge Jesus because he said when we gathered, he'd be in the midst of us. He wants to be where we are. So let's acknowledge him, Jesus. We thank you that you're here. We thank you that you want to teach us your way. And we just give you permission to do that. We give you all the glory. We love you. We praise you. In your name we pray. Amen. He's so good. He's so in love with us. And we're going to talk today about what he said to me the other day. And I already did a teaching on it. God said, that's why you can't see me. And if you haven't watched that video, I'll just give you a little update of it. And he was saying to me that we can't see what he looks like. That was the plan. Because if we could see what he looked like, we would judge him. Remember when Jesus came in the flesh and they just couldn't believe that it was a, he was the son of man, that he was God's son. And it was because they were judging how he looked. He, he was here in a human body. And so they didn't think that would be how God would come. And so we kind of do the same thing. I want to read to you before I go any further, James. It says, um, James, and I'm in the wrong place. James 2, 15, if a brother or sister is poorly clad and lacks food for each day, and one of you says to him goodbye, keep yourself warm and well-fed without giving him the necessities of the body, what good does that do? So also faith, if it does not have works and deeds of action of obedience to back it up, is destitute of power and operative and dead. And so what he's saying to us today is that when you see someone in need, um, and you're not giving them what they need, then, and I know I kind of jumped to this from here to there, but when you're not giving them what they need, you don't have faith. And what he's really saying is when we judge people, um, we're, we're judging them, and then according to how we see them, just like according to how they saw Jesus, they treated him. They didn't think he was the son of God. And so they treated him just like a regular man and one that bugged him, bugged them. And they were convicted by him. And they just didn't like him because he rubbed them the wrong way. And, and he put the truth out there and they didn't want to hear the truth. But in the same sense, God is saying that's how we are today. And I, I told a story of how God set me up and I saw this man in need and I judged him because he was angry and, and kicking the garbage can and giving me scary stares. And, and so I didn't do what I should have done. I didn't recognize um, what I was doing until God showed me the next day. And he was saying that he loves that man. And I call myself a Christian and I should have shown compassion to him. I should have showed him Jesus. I should have told him about Jesus. I should have taken care of his needs. And I didn't. I was thinking about me, and I walked away. And so in that, what God is saying is when we do that, we're really judging him. And he said that's why we can't see him is because we would judge him. And when we look at people, we treat them according to how we're judging them. I was judging that man as kind of like a creep, and I wasn't seeing what I could have saw if I wasn't thinking about me, because I felt like God was saying he was looking and staring at me as if to say, I'm hurting. Can you see I'm in need? Will you help me? But instead, I just walked away. And he's saying that it's not okay. 
I got corrected. I'm going to get it right. But if he hadn't corrected me and showed me, if, if we didn't have communication every day, and that is not the first time I've been corrected, and I should have got it by now, but because we're so self-centered and because we're so judgmental, we don't see what other people see. I mean, we don't see what God sees. Yeah, and we don't see what they're seeing, and we don't see their pain because we're thinking about us. Anyway, that's how I was. And, and he, he's saying it's not okay. It's not okay to call yourself a Christian and see someone in need and just walk away and not meet their need. He said, then you don't have faith. And, you know, he's not saying then you don't have faith. He's saying then you don't have faith. And what I mean is he's saying you don't have me living on the inside of me. Faith without action is dead. If you say you're a Christian and you love me, then you're going to love. That's the most important commandment, to love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. And when you do that, what he's taught me is you care about what he cares about. And then when you care about what he cares about, then you can go and love your neighbor. He was my neighbor. And I claim to be a Christian, and I say I love God, and yet I let the fear, speaking of fear, in this time of fear, I let that get to me, the fear of um maybe what this man would do to me or his looks, and I just didn't like it, and so I left, and that was my excuse. So God is saying that when we call ourselves Christians, that something in something like that, you know, the, what we know exactly to do or not to do, um, it's not okay if we don't oblige God. It's not okay that I didn't love that man, and I'm going to get judged Um, according to how I treated other people, and so are you. We're all going to sit before him. We're all going to be judged. And so he's giving us heads up to know and to to be aware of our actions. We can't just say we're a Christian and then think that that's our ticket to heaven. It isn't. We are to care about what he cares about. We're to love the Lord our God with all our heart, all our soul, and all our mind, and then treat people as they as they are his, and they are his. And, you know, when um, Jesus comes and lives on the inside of you, um, he's in there. And, you know, talk about not recognizing him. They didn't recognize Jesus, and we're not recognized as well. And um, for one, you know, if we're not acting like him, we don't look like him, and people don't see God in us. But when we act like him, if I would have cared about that man, then I would have been showing Jesus to that man. He didn't see Jesus in me. So if I would have told him, hey, I'm a Christian, he would have said, okay, well, you're not much different than anybody else, right? And so that, and also um, I think of how God uses um, the insignificant things of the world. And sometimes God will use a person and send that person into the church just like Jesus was in church, and they they want to push that person over the cliff. And so we got to wake up to what we're doing and stop putting our opinion in in, in what God is saying and just live by his opinion. Do what he said. Don't judge. Just go ahead and love that person because he loves that person. And go ahead and treat that person that has received Jesus as their Lord and Savior and respect the God in them. Just think how things could have been different 
if they would recognize that that was God, that Jesus was, is the Son of Man. Just think how things could have been so much different, and they can be different now. We're expecting God to do all these things, and really the last thing he said when he left is, now you go do what I was doing. And that means you love like I was, like I loved. Um, you know, Jesus, he just loved. There was no condition to his love. He humbled himself before us. He did. He laid down his life. He just took it. He did. And he did it for us. And he, he showed us that example of love. He said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. I only say and do what the Father says and does. Do we do that? Can we say that? If you've seen me, you've seen the Father, you've seen Jesus. I only say and do what Jesus would do. We don't, but we got to get to that place. You know, and then in all this, he reminded me of what it says in Matthew 24. And I want to read that to you. It says, When the Son of Man comes in his glory, his majesty and splendor, and all the holy angels with him, then he will sit on his throne of glory. All the nations will be gathered before him, and he will separate the people from another as a shepherd separates his sheep from the goats. And he will cause the sheep to stand at his right hand, but the goats on his left. Then the king will say to those at his right hand, Come, you blessed of my father, you favored of God and appointed to eternal salvation. Inherit, receive as your own the kingdom prepared from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, and you brought me together with yourselves and welcomed and entertained and lodged me. I was naked, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you visited me with help in ministering care. I was in prison, and you came to see me. Then the just and the upright will answer him, Lord, when did we see you hungry? And gave you food or or thirsty and gave you something to drink. And when did we see you a stranger and welcome you and entertained you or naked and clothed you? And when did we see you sick or in prison and come to visit you? And the king will reply to them, truly I tell you so far as you did for the least of an estimation of men of these, my brethren, you did for me. And then I will say to those on my left hand, be gone from me. You cursed into eternal fire prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry and you gave me no food. I was thirsty before I go on. You know, we always tell everybody, it's okay. God understands. It's okay. But he's saying it's not okay. And not everyone is going to make it. And that's why I'm doing this video today. Because he wants you to know it's not okay to snub that person. It's not okay to not even give that homeless person a second look. You know, when he was showing me my, myself and, and talking to me about why I couldn't see him, he said, what if I just cut my hair? What if I just um, had a flannel shirt on with holes in? You know, how would you look at me? And he's saying, this is how I look. I'm in you. You're my children. You're made in my likeness. And then he said, what if I'm one of those people out on the street waiting for an offering? What if that was me? And it is him. And that's what he's saying. When you do it for them, you're doing it for me. You know, if they don't know Jesus, they don't know Jesus because of us. It's our fault because we're not showing them Jesus. 
we don't care. We're not even telling them about Jesus, which means we don't really care. We're just caring about ourselves, and we're calling ourselves Christians, but we might be surprised when we stand before him. And he says, be gone from me. Let's read that. So then he will say to those at his left hand, be gone from me, you cursed, and into eternal fire prepared for the devil and his angels. We're going to be thrown into the fire if we don't care. We can't just put a name on ourselves. This is scary stuff. And we don't want to look at it, and we don't want to see it, and we don't want to hear it. And if you don't want to hear it, then, you know, that's really sad because we're all going to stand before him, and we're all going to be judged. So really, now's the time to get it together before he comes. And I'm sure a lot of people are thinking he may be coming soon, and then they quick want to get it together. And um, it's a good time to quick get it together, but there's not that much you can do at the last minute. So if you're going to do it, do it while there's still time, because once he comes, that's when that judgment starts. Now you're living in a time of grace, and everything you do is being recorded. Your name is either recorded in the book of life or it's not, and it can be erased. You're called to be an overcomer, and sometimes it, it is hard to put yourself aside and just go ahead and do what God is calling you to do, to go ahead and, um, you know, be nice to somebody that's scaring you and giving them Jesus or whatever it is. And really, you know what? It's too hard. You know why it's too hard? Because I wasn't paying attention. But when you know his heart, when you check with him and you feel his feelings, it's not too hard. And when you know him and he's loved you, then it's not too hard. It's not too hard. He's good. He's so in love with us. And really, you know, we need to represent that love instead of just acting really like the Pharisees and not seeing Jesus right here on the earth inside of us, inside of other people, and recognizing his as his. All his children are his. And he said he came for the sinner, not for the righteous. And so if you, if you think that you're the righteous and you don't have to care about that person that doesn't know him, then you're really wrong and you need, to, you need to read the Word of God and get in that relationship with him and find out what he has to say to you. I was hungry and you gave me food. I was thirsty and you gave me nothing to drink. I was a stranger and you did not welcome me in and entertain me. I was naked and you did not clothe me. I was sick and in prison and you did not visit me with help in ministering care. And then all those in turn will answer, Lord, we, when did we see you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or naked or sick or in prison and did not minister to you? And he will reply to them solemnly, I declare to you, insofar as you fail to do for the least in estimation of men of these, you fail to do for me. Then they will all go away into eternal punishment, but those who are just and upright and right standing with God into eternal life. We got to read our Bible and find out the truth and stop just trying to make each other feel better. We have to stop trying to make each other feel better. Go ahead, get convicted and get it right. Because if you don't, then eternal fire doesn't sound like too much fun to me. And besides that, when you start loving like he loves, it feels really good. I mean, I haven't failed every um, test that I had. And so I, I do know how good it feels to be right with him. And thank God I am forgiven. And the next time I come in a situation like that, 
and I know it's coming because he gives lots of chances, and I'm going to pass that test. I'm going to love like he loves, and I'm going to give Jesus. I'm not going to keep them all to myself, and really there's no such thing because God is love, and love is giving, and that's how you show the Father. That's how you show Jesus is to be like him. And so I hope you were convicted today because that conviction is going to bring you to the place where you're right with the Father. He corrects those he loves. And he doesn't want us walking in the dark and he doesn't want us representing the devil and calling ourselves a Christian, but he wants to be himself. He wants us to shine with him on the inside of us and show Jesus everywhere we go. Stop living your life for yourself, because if you do, you're doomed. So if you never asked Jesus to come live on the inside of you, you can do that. Revelation 3.20 says that he is knocking at the door of your heart, and when you invite him in, then he's going to come in and he's going to dine with you. He's going to hang out with you. He's going to show you himself, and he's going to start showing you how he feels. He's going to show you what's important to him. He's going to, he's going to, you're just going to know how compassionate he is. He's going to show himself to you. He is so in love with all of his children and he wants to grow you up and then send you out and have you show the father, show the father, do what the father would do and say what the father would say and just be loved to them. Go around doing good like Jesus did and, and not living your life just to take care of yourself. Anyway, it's a commitment. You know, I feel impromptu me. He said to me one day, he said, my people, they think they're all coming to move in with me someday. But right here on the earth, they don't have time for me. They don't agree with me and really want nothing to do with me. But still, they think that they're going to move in with me when they leave here. Isn't that ridiculous? That is the way we think. We just think God is God and, and we're just... You know, anything's okay with him and anything is not okay with him. You got to be in agreement with him. And when you're in agreement with him, then of course you can live with him. If you don't agree with him, which is if I didn't say it correctly, that's what he said. It. They don't, they don't even agree with me yet. They think they want to move in with me someday. We need to be in agreement with him to move in with him someday. When we leave here or when he comes first. So let's say that prayer. Pray that prayer with me. Jesus, we're asking you to come live on the inside of us and be our God. Be our God. Show us who you are and help us to be like you. We're asking you, Lord, to grow us up to that place where we can love like you love. And we're, we're not looking down on other people, but we're having faith in you and who you are and that we can be like you. So we're asking you to come live on the inside of us and be with us all the time. You said you'd never leave us or forsake us. You said you would come in and dine with us. And so you're going to be there all the time for whatever we need. You said that your spirit would come and live on the inside of us and be our counselor or standby. You would remind us of things to, that you said and even tell us things to come. And so we receive you and we thank you and praise you for your correction for showing us how to be right with you. So when we stand before you that day, then we will be destined to eternal life with you. We love you so much. We praise you. We give you all the glory in your name. So if you said that prayer, I would love it so much if you let me know. And um, John 1.1, 1, 1, 
says he is his word. That's how you get to know him. Just like we did today, you start looking at his word, and then you come in agreement with that word, and you ask him to help you. It's too hard if you're trying to do it yourself without him. So you ask him to help you, and he will. And then um, you have to take time to listen. Listen for his voice. He said, my sheep know my voice. They follow me, and I give them eternal life. John 10, 27, and 28. And so that's what you have to do is you have to be a sheep. You have to follow him. And then when he sets you up to give to someone or to just have compassion for someone, whatever it is, be prepared to do that. He always says to me, be ready, be ready. Get on your knees every day and hear him talk to you. And um, when I say that, um, what, what I'm saying is you can just hear his thoughts. And yeah, sometimes you can just hear him directly talk to you, but you can hear him. He, he's going to make himself real to you. He's going to tell you things to come. He's going to remind you of the things that he said. So thank you so much for listening today. And be sure and let me know if you said that prayer for the first time or if I inspired you in any way. God bless you. Thanks so much for listening today.